following has been pre-recorded for your listening and dancing pleasure. This Doug and Daddy podcast brought to you by Cunningham's Journal. Cunningham's Journal, the only bar you need to know in Carney. The hundreds of just a like on Facebook or a comment or my phone's been blowing up, which is great. I appreciate it all. And I'm going to Minden to see some great basketball. Because that's because you're Doug Duda. This is Central Nebraska's most listened to all sports radio station. I'm getting the tuna sandwich with lots of lettuce on it today. <laughs> you like the tuna sandwich. Oh, yeah. I'll like never it. have to fight you for that. Nope, that'll be mine. I will never have to fight you. That's my that. favorite. That's, that's my go-to sandwich. Your flavor is? Yes. All of them? Yes. Okay. A little spicier, the better. Okay. Because if I'm going to bite into something, I want it to kick back. So, you know, mild, eh, medium, eh, hot, yes. Yeah. As much as I hate to get away from the award-winning last five minutes yeah, that we've we yeah. had on this yeah. show, you're listening to ESPN Tri-Cities, 1460 and 1550 AM, and now 92.1 and 92.7 FM. You know, when you have this many papers, Jimmy, I don't know what happens to them all. I don't know where they go. They just mysteriously disappear. But all these piles here went down and not far enough. I'm going to do some cleaning on my side because I've got dates here that say uh, Texas San Antonio football. Now, coming to you live from the Midway Auto Dealership broadcast booth. Need a vehicle? Think Midway.com. Yeah, I try to do toasters. Sometimes I just don't have time to put it in the toaster. It's been a lively little show so far. Um, Certainly been worth everything I paid to listen to it. It's time for the Doug and Daddy Show. And good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Doug and Daddy Show here on ESPN Tri-Cities. It is the last Tuesday of February. Doug, due to Brandon Bennett's with you. We've got basketball to cover. That'll be our number one story today. The breaking news this morning, Carney Public did announce who their new girls basketball coach will be, and this is kind of a double-dipper for the Tri-Cities because it's Drew Danielson, the current boys basketball coach at Hastings High School. And we will talk with Drew towards the bottom of the hour. Uh, we're going to continue our high school uh, basketball state tournament preview with Janessa from uh, Overton. We'll talk with uh, Coach Berkman about that and what's going on uh, with uh, the state tournament. They're the number one seed. They have the first game. By this time tomorrow, they'll be done with their first game of the tournament and hopefully on to the semifinals. And if you've seen the Overton Eagles play, and I know I have, I know you have, you understand why they have that very well-deserved number one ranking. So uh, they played Paxton, saw Paxton's boys last night at Elm Creek with a pretty good basketball game, but uh, Elm Creek came back to win it by a score of 50-44. to And last night, that was really the only win for Central Nebraska teams. Going in, we knew that most of them would be underdogs, and uh, boy, I don't know what it is, Brandon, but it, it scares is not the right word. But the second-half offensive performance from a majority of the teams that lost last night, and not just in our area, because Paxton only scored 16 points in the second half. St. Cecilia scored 11 points in the second half. Sandy Creek, same story there. I think it was maybe nine points in the second half. What's going on? You want to be peaking at this time of the season? Are the defenses peaking? Are the shots just not going in? Is there pressure? I mean, it was a, a little weird last night. I mean, 31 34. We had Creighton Prep in overtime lose and score 38. 26. 25. SCOTUS was ahead of Omaha Concordia at the half and only scored nine points in the second half. I mean, it wasn't just one team. It happened to a lot of teams last night. I'm going to throw this out there, and I mean this legitimately. I know you're going to give me the look. (laughs) Fatigue? From what? It's a long season. The other team didn't have any problem scoring? I didn't say that. But the team that clearly did have a problem scoring, scoring had some reason. They only scored 14 second-half points. We definitely have a different philosophy in all this. Okay. It is one of your core questions to many people is yeah. rest and rehi- you know, getting, getting recharged and all that. And maybe I'm just too old school. I, I know there's some of that, but I think it's blown out of proportion. Okay. Now, I, it'll be interesting because one of the people that really talks about it a lot is Coach Cook. You know, when they have to play – two road games and maybe sometimes they come back home for one day in between and some things like that. Coach Hoiberg talks about it. It's just talked about so much more anymore. So are you trying to tell me that as long as the 
athletes are equal. If you have a better staff behind you, you're going to have an advantage. You're going to win the game. I mean, is that, is that what you're saying? You might not have an advantage. At least you won't be at a disadvantage. It's like if you have a player that is lifting weights and a player that is not. The player that is lifting weights clearly is going to get stronger. So the player who's not lifting weights is not going to have that same advantage. So do you start lifting weights to keep up or to avoid falling behind? Same philosophy there. What does your rest and recovery look like? What does your nutrition look like? What does your amount of sleep? Because the amount of research regarding just sleep in the last five to seven years will absolutely blow you away in terms of the amount of sleep you get, the quality of sleep you get, the environment in which you get sleep, especially with the amount of blue screens that we all carry with us and the detrimental effect that has in the last half an hour to 60 minutes right before you go to bed. Rest and recovery is now becoming more and more important, if not to give an advantage, at least to not be a disadvantage. It's not more important because nothing has changed in 100 years. If you had rest 60 years ago compared to today, what's, what, what's different? I will give you Exhibit A. Alexis Markowski last week said, boy, I didn't get to sleep hardly at all on Wednesday, 20 points, or whatever, excuse me, Saturday, 20 points, 21 rebounds on the road. Okay, so you're saying that the uh, high-spun polyester Under Armour fabric shirt that you're wearing right now isn't any better than the old-school wool that your great-grandfather was wearing on the farm 150 years ago. Things change. Oh, we, yeah. we learn more. We get better over time. But you this need to rest 50 years. years ago. There's no difference. Did you get that rest, though? That's what I'm saying. I just think it's blown out of proportion. A okay, little bit. That's a little bit. All right. A little bit. I'm not I'm not discounting it, okay? Right. For the, for everybody that's in that industry and in that field. I'm not discounting it. But I think it's an easy crutch to lay back on. Oh, well, you know. Well, that part I will agree because in the world of always looking for excuses. There's always the excuse of, well, we didn't get 150 grams of carbs that we needed to we only got 135 or whatever that excuse looks like so yes it is easy to use your words it is it is it is easy to be a crutch it is easy for you know us and especially for those of us that just had a birthday within the last couple of weeks and the age gap is catching up with us you know things like that become more and more important it also becomes easier and easier to use as an excuse never never do it now i want to get one more because we didn't talk about it yesterday it was on my list of things but we kept busy we're going to be busy today too but i think everybody has an opinion on the whole court storming thing glad you brought it up i i will start here by saying the nebraska school activities association years ago went to the rope system because i remember storming the court as a college kid when my sister and her team won the state championship, and it was just kind of the rite of passage after winning the state basketball tournament at the Devaney Center that you would rush the floor. And part of that is running through anybody that's in those front tables, media included, running through them and, and getting on to the floor to celebrate. Uh, so they, years and years and years ago, uh, were able to find a way to stop that, and over time, yeah, you find a way now at pinnacle bank where you wait down in the lobby and celebrate with your kids 20 25 minutes later and there's still a lot of excitement i get it it might be a tick bit difference but your thoughts on the court storming many because as a former college administrator former college police officer i will tell you that it's a huge liability issue it is a huge safety issue um jay billis i think is the one who said allow everyone to come on the floor, and then once everyone is on the floor, then arrest them right there. I guarantee you he did not stop and run that idea by the Duke University chief of police before he said such a cockamamie idea. But from the public address announcer point of view, from the college administrator point of view, from the former police officer point of view, I think it is the worst thing that a college student can do because I can't help but think that the center for the Duke basketball team, whose name is escaping me right now, I can't believe he's the only one Flipkowski that's ever is, been yeah. injured 
in that. It is a huge liability issue. I don't see the purpose of it. I mean, I'm great. Go celebrate with your team. But don't knock a bunch of people over and become Lord of the Flies. Have you ever stormed the court? Ne- never once. Okay. I have. Never once. I have been on the court after a sporting event back in college. Yeah. Now, hang on. Now you're changing. No, I mean storming the court. I, uh, yes, that's what okay. I'm saying. Yes. If you're they talking won, about we ran running on the onto the floor, yeah. everyone getting in the center and jumping up and down and going crazy. Yeah. Being we never ran on anybody the floor over. Later, if you look at, and there was a, it just popped up on my Facebook memories here a couple of days ago. It was back when Jay Dostal was still the principal at Carney High. And there was a big controversy about the Rowdies storming the court. And you could see on the Strive TV where he was pointing to the end line where the Carney High Rowdies are, telling them where to stand. And they stood exactly there. So they came down on the floor. We got the visiting team off. And then at some point in time, Dostal, Stein, the rest of the administrative staff, let the players then run onto the floor. But that was after the opposing team had gotten off, the opposing administrators had gotten off, the coaches had gotten off. Nobody but the team and the parents then let them run for half a court. I'm okay with that. Control it. But just to allow the gates to come open and everyone floods onto the court, no, in so many different ways. Uh, big basketball game tonight at Kearney High. Uh, they play Gretna. There's a couple of other things that are going on. You might want to check your Kearney Facebook page or your Twitter page because I saw just lately uh, they've been trying to say, hey, if you're coming to this event, this is the area you should park. This is the area you should park just so it's convenient for everybody. And that's a good heads-up move there by Kearney High to be able to go out and do that. I do want to hit our Doug and Daddy poll question because it is, should the NCAA ban court storming in college basketball? You can vote anytime on Twitter at ESPN underscore Tri-Cities, at ESPN underscore Tri-Cities. Should the NCAA ban court storming in college basketball? They've got to just find a happy medium, whatever you want to do. With spring training starting, where are you at with the Royals? 61% said miss playoffs, which is not meaning not getting better this year, but 19% says they're going to get the wild card. 13% last, 6% win the whole thing. And you can vote on our Doug and Daddy poll question anytime at ESPN underscore Tri-Cities. To your point earlier, the reason why they are encouraging people to park in designated locations is there's also an orchestra concert at Kearney High tonight. So there's going to be a crowd in what do they call it now the venue. It used to be the K. I think it's the venue now. So there's going to be a there's going to be an orchestra concert in the auditorium at the same time that there's going to be. I don't think it'll be a max capacity, but there will be a large crowd there for basketball. Gates open at five thirty. So yes, I would be there early. Claim your seats and be a good neighbor. What is Dave have to say about my level of communism here? Because <laughs> that's the look on your face to say Dave is making uh, comments about my parentage here. Yep, Florida Dave says, here comes the communism. I am My bad. I'm sorry you got beat. People complain too much. Don't storm the court. Not enough rest. No more student chance. People are just too darn soft. <laughs> I guess that means he's buying the next time we get together for all of these <laughs> assuasions he's making against me. Well, obviously, you don't have American money, so, you know, <laughs> Dave will have to take care of you. Thanks, comrade. There you go. Well, uh, the girls' uh, state basketball tournament, again, as we said, we're going to talk with new Carney coach Drew Danielson coming up a little bit later on in the show, but we're going to continue our state basketball preview with the first game up tomorrow right here on ESPN from Pinnacle Bank Arena. Overton will be taking on Paxton and Overton coach Janessa Bergman joining us here Doug Duda Brandon Bennett's and coach uh, congratulations and congratulations on the season to put yourself as the number one seed uh, going into the state tournament thanks I think the girls have done a really great job this year to kind of vault themselves into number one right at the end of the season and it kind of helped us out as far as district seeding go and it puts us in pretty good position down at state how do you, I want to get the morning thing out because maybe Brandon would go to this too, but you don't play at 9 in the morning. This is not volleyball where the girls play in the off season or go on the weekends. Uh, yes, maybe in summer camp uh, or summer ball you might have that early game, but it's, it's different in my opinion. It's different. How do you handle a 9 a.m. game? I think that's a great question. I haven't had one since last summer, so. Um, <laughs> but I think, honestly, for this group of girls, having played at State, 9 a.m. all three games for volleyball, I think it's actually, it sets us up well because they're used to getting up early and getting ready and 
um, kind of being busy in the morning so that nerves don't set in before that 9 a.m. game. So I think having that experience from volleyball, and granted, obviously, basketball is a different sport and kind of physicality, but I think that they'll adjust to that well down at State because they've been in these 9 a.m. games before. Janessa Bergman's Overton's girls coach joining us here on the Doug and Daddy Show. On the flip side of that, if you do win the ball game, you don't play again until Friday night at 6 o'clock. Do you stay down and enjoy the experience, or do you prefer and will you be bringing the team back to Overton? Uh, we'll be bringing the team back just because like, that's about almost three full days of trying to entertain girls and keep them in line and kind of they're out of their schedule, and so we're bringing them back after our game at some point on Wednesday. We'll be at school on Thursday, have a normal practice in our gym, and then um, hopefully if we make it to Friday, we'll be taken off a little bit early from school and heading up to play at 6 o'clock. Number one state ranking, obviously very big event for Overton and for you. How much of that is a celebration, and how much of that is maybe a little bit of a pressure point there because you do have that bullseye on your back? We've kind of told the girls all year that um, we people are coming for you because of volleyball, because of the success that we've had in the past few years. Um, and even throughout the season, people are going to give you show up and give you their best effort. So you've got to show up and do the same. And so, yes, you could say that there's a little bit of pressure, but I think the girls have done a really good job this entire season of refocusing that and turning it into goals and things that they want and um, focusing more on what can we do this game rather than getting lost in the big picture and like what comes after this. So they do a good job of focusing in and taking it one game at a time and not letting that um, affect how they play. Obviously you play half your games at home roughly and then half your games on the road. So you see a bunch of different gyms, but then when we saw you here in Kearney for the Fort Kearney conference, obviously a larger gym, how much do experiences like that? And as you mentioned, the volleyball tournament help you and your team prepare for the, some of the larger gyms in the state, whether that's PBA or Devaney? I think the Kearney gym helped us a lot because it gave us a chance to see people behind the backboard and then some of that empty space up above where that walkway is, which Pinnacle is obviously a little bit larger in scale than that, but it gives you just a little bit of insight of what that's going to be like. Um, and then having the comfort of being at Pinnacle right away where they had all their volleyball. And we can talk about how volleyball is good helpful a lot like been very helpful to our girls but I think it's really true like it's a different sport but having that little comfort of yeah we know what to do when we get here we know where the locker rooms are we know where to go take a picture like we know all of those things I think that brings a level of comfort to the girls that they're kind of that they can just sit and focus on the basketball game rather than the stress of what is the morning schedule look like when we get there. Janessa Bergman, head coach, Overton Lady Eagles, heading to the state tournament 25-1 and tomorrow morning. Paxton, Pinnacle Bank Arena here on ESPN Radio. You know, it took a while for me to figure this out, but uh, I figured out how to solve that problem of the backdrop, Janessa, and that's making four- to five-foot shots. And you got a couple of girls that have done a lot of that over their careers. Yeah, we do. We have a, we've kind of proven ourselves to be pretty dominant on the inside most games, but obviously teams have seen that too, and so they've done a good job of taking that away. But I feel like if we can see the ball go in the basket a few times, then that'll build confidence as we step out further to like three-point range. And even in Kearney, I felt like we hit really well. I think we had about eight threes that game, which is pretty high for our team. Um, and so I think as we build confidence closer in, we'll be able to spread that out a little bit more throughout the game. I hope I'm fair here, but I think I can say this. When these girls were freshmen, especially Julie and Natalie, and then kind of the rest of them started to see a lot more playing time when they were sophomores. But everybody knew about Julie. And, of course, with her mom coaching the team, you know, you all knew she was coming along. How has she handled it as everybody else has now come in and been maybe her equal? I mean, you look at the stats, and and Ashlyn is right there, and Natalie is always doing her thing. I mean, she averages a double-double. I mean, this senior class, it's not just about Julie Ryan, although she is an all-state product, obviously. Uh, The rest of these seniors have come in and not just filled their role, as a coach says, but have stood out. I think, um, like, Julie got probably more time than the others did as freshmen just because we had a very stacked senior class that year with Haley Fleshman and Rachel Eklund. And so Jolie got more playing time, but I think she's just as excited for the other girls' success as everyone else is. Like, yes, she's an all-state player, but she would 
she doesn't want any of the glory. She just wants to get the work done for her team. And I think that's kind of the mindset of all of my seniors. Like, they don't care who has the most points, who has the most, who gets recognized. They just want to do what's best for each other, and they want to do it together. And so going out on top in volleyball was big for them. They talked about how they played together since they were in third grade, and they did the same thing in basketball. And so that connection is really crucial to our team, and you can kind of see it. They're able to read each other very well. They're able to um, talk about things and discuss it um, on the court really well when we're adjusting things. And so they do a very good job of being there for each other and playing unselfishly. And so I think they're just as excited for their own successes as they are for each other's. Coach, I'm going to ask this next question from a fan's perspective because I honestly don't know, and I'm curious as to your thoughts on this. If I'm doing the opposing scout against the Eagles, I'm going to go to the one loss you had because it's the only one you have, and that's the one that stands out. And then looking at the score here, at Southern Valley, it's a 30-point loss. It wasn't like it was a three-point loss. So what happened that night at Southern Valley, and how has the team bounced back and obviously gone on to great things after that? Yeah, that's not a game we love to relive. (laughs) Um, That game, I think it was just early enough in the season we were still kind of getting our legs underneath of us and getting used to playing back-to-back games, and we hit them on a game where we played the night before, and thinking back to that game, I think my quote was, we couldn't have hit the ocean standing on the beach. Like, we were getting all the open shots that we could have asked for, but nothing was going in the basket. And then when that happens, you can kind of start to see a team not unravel, but they start to get frazzled and they start to panic a little bit and then play, try to play outside themselves and force some things. And so it just wasn't an easy groove for us. And so, yeah, that game was not pretty. And so hopefully we can actually shoot some, shoot a little bit better than we did that game now that we're, what, three months into the season. So, um, but that was kind of the perfect storm of Things weren't going in. We weren't getting caught, like weren't getting the things we wanted done, and it just kind of frazzled us from there. And Southern Valley is a great team. I don't want to take anything away from them because they've done that to a lot of very good teams. They have a lot of good pressure defense, and they've got a lot of good players who can score but also hand off the ball really well. So um, they're a very good team. And so not to take nothing away from them, they had a great game plan that game. But we also, I don't think, played to our best capabilities. So you're saying it's one of those that you and the girls especially can learn from and build off of and maybe even go back to and say, hey, this happened to us once. Here's how we don't let it happen again. Yeah, we definitely learned a lot from that game early in the season. We kind of learned like, hey, we need to really focus on shooting, I guess. Like we did a lot of shooting the week after that, and then the next game we came out and hit like eight, nine, ten threes. So mm-hmm. um, just learning how to balance shooting and then also balance getting into shape a little bit more, I think, was a big part of it. But we learned a lot about ourselves as far as our mental toughness and all the things that we needed to work on from that one game. Talk with Overton girls basketball coach Janessa Bergman. They're the number one ranked team. They're the number one seed going into the state tournament tomorrow morning, taking on Paxton. Again, Paxton in the day. They haven't been there since 2009, so almost a generation has flipped here. But uh, they were so powerful for so many years in girls' athletics. And I know uh, Coach Jorgensen is the assistant coach. He's got a couple daughters on the team. What can you tell us about uh, tomorrow's opponent in Paxton? I think they're a very tough team. Obviously, they upset Leighton, and so they're not. no team left is anybody that you can overlook. But they do a very good job of getting backside rebounds. And so where we tend to own the boards, I think that's going to be a little more difficult in this game just because they do have some very good posts that are, do a great job of getting position and boxing out. Um, and I think they kind of look like us where they like to transition the ball quite a bit, and we love to score in transition as much as we can. So trying to slow them down while also keeping our pace will be a very interesting challenge for us, but I think the girls are definitely up to it. What about, and I know it's one day at a time, but you got to take a look at everybody that you could potentially play. It's an interesting matchup on the other side. you got a Howells Dodge team that's fourth seed with a record of 13-10, and talking about playing D1 and C2 for so many years and now has dropped down. Sandhill-Stedford, we know that they've had a good program. On the other side, why not? It doesn't matter what seed they are. They seem to win so much. Sacred Heart's in there. What do you think about the D2 field as a whole, Coach? I think it's really tough. I think, um, like you said, all the teams have faced very tough schedules and have proven themselves over the course of the year. And I think um, it's going to be a battle 
no matter who you face. And so you've got to be ready to show up and play. You've got to be able to adjust on the fly because you're not given a lot of time to um, practice in between, obviously. And so we've got to be able to watch film and scout and get all of those game plans done in a quick turnaround time. And I think the girls are just ready to – they're just ready to go play. They love being out on that floor. And so I think they're up to whatever challenge is presented of them. And so I'm excited to see what they go and do. Finally, Janessa, we'll wrap it up with this. You've had enough competitive games down the stretch. I realize the district final wasn't, but conference tournament had to come back, had a real exciting game with SEM in the last game of the regular season. What did you learn and what have you guys been working on in practice about these close games that hopefully uh, you'll get to see down at the state tournament when it's down with four minutes to go and and for about two-thirds of the season, maybe uh, your starters didn't have to be into the game at that time? Yeah, I think it really just proved to our girls that they won it. And so they stepped up and they turn it, um, they really turn and focus on and they can, they just want to go win. And so they'll do whatever it takes. They'll stay calm. And that's the really important part is they stayed calm through that Sumner game, especially down the stretch. But they did a very good job of keeping their heads and doing what needed to be done and not trying to play outside of themselves, but still play together. And I think that's going to come into play a lot in these games down at state just because they, um, like we said, the competition gets a lot tougher uh, throughout the tournament. And so I think that's the best part is just the confidence in their teammates and the confidence in themselves to be able to play to the best of their abilities. All right, Coach, we'll let you get after it. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Best of luck to you and the Eagles. All right, thank you. Thanks, Coach Janessa Bergman. Over to Lady Eagles joining us here on the Doug and Daddy Show. And I think uh, they're in good shape for tomorrow. Um, it gets a little more difficult, but I, I think Overton, I mean, you're supposed to have a good draw as a one. That doesn't always happen. Because I'm telling you right now, Amherst is the one, and we're not even to state yet, and they got a tough draw tonight in Mead. So uh, we'll see. Go out and take care of business tomorrow morning. Like you said, you really can't overlook anyone but there's a reason they're number one. There's a reason Paxton's number eight. Assuming that they can get through that, that gives them, as she said, almost three full days to rest and recover, practice in their own gym, and maybe do the old Norman Dale, break out the uh, tape measure to make sure that the rim is still 10 feet away and the free throw line is still 15 feet away, whether you're at home or you're at PBA or at Devaney. And all of a sudden, you're in the state semifinal. And then on the flip side of that, if you are in the bottom half of the D1 bracket like Centura is and Guardian Angels and Southern Valley and Elgin Public Pope John, that Southern Valley Elgin winner will play Thursday night at 745. The winner plays Friday morning at 1045. No. Yeah. That's a heck of a turnaround in a state basketball tournament. Never happens to Class A. Never. That's a good point. Never. The NSAA does such a great job, and they've told us that, oh, we rotate. No, you don't. No, you don't. Or Class A would have that happen to them, and it never does. Class it A never does. Also for football, only plays on Fridays, and then your subclass A's, your C1s and lowers, you play on Friday, then Thursday, then Wednesday. No, well, they used to. Not, not anymore. Oh, did they change it? Not All right, anymore. never mind. So, Stri- yeah. Strike my last 30 seconds. I, I wish the eight-mans would stay on Thursday, but right. that's a conversation we've had before. Uh, we can have a great lunch, though, at the Carney Chicken Coop Sports Bar and Grill, the best of both worlds. Any salad on the menu is the lunch special on Tuesday, and, of course, bone-in wings every Tuesday night, whatever the case may be. You can go down to the Chicken Coop and watch all of the girls' state basketball tournament this week and boys' state basketball tournament next week on News Channel Nebraska. They'll pop that up and watch the games, the quarterfinals from the Devaney Center and the semifinals Friday from Pinnacle Bank, or watch your favorite college teams, whatever's going on in the NBA, NHL, your favorite sport, the best of maybe getting a little lunch golf in on a Thursday or Friday. The Carney Chicken Coop Sports Bar and Grill, whether it's pizza, burgers, a chicken tender hoagie, a French dip, or the wings that Brandon devours, it's the Carney Chicken Coop. We'll come back and talk with the new head girls basketball coach at Carney High, Drew Danielson, after this. When the passing of a family member occurs, too often loved ones have too little information on planning the funeral. Horner, Liskey, McBride, and Kuehl developed their website to provide both information and comfort, etiquette, and common sense. Visit hlmkfuneral.com. The more you know, the better they can provide additional comfort and guidance during life's most trying time. Horner, Liskey, McBride, and Kuehl Funeral and Cremation, providing steady, 
comforting service as they have for nearly 100 years. Escape Ordinary by heading to Cunningham's downtown or Cunningham's on the lake in Kearney. You'll enjoy the coldest draft beer in town, happy hour specials, and great food. An outstanding place to relax with friends after work, on the weekends, or any time to escape everything. Plus, you can dance and listen to their live bands every weekend at the downtown location. It's a great time every time when you escape Ordinary at Cunningham's Journal, on the bricks, and Cunningham's on the lake, Kearney. Today's weather is brought to you by Farm Bureau agents Matt Myers and Rich Peters. When it comes to protecting your family, home, cars, and farmer ranch, you can count on your local agents to help you get the coverage you need. Contact Matt Myers and Rich Peters in Kearney today. Securities and services offered through FBO Marketing Services, LLC, affiliate Farm Bureau Financial Services. It's been years since you graduated, but your college team is yours for life. You can also have a Farm Bureau agent for life, and auto, and home, and business insurance. Imagine that. One agent for everything. It's that simple. So get a Farm Bureau agent for life. In Kearney, call Rich Peters and Matt Myers at Farm Bureau Financial Services, 308-234-4922. Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Farm Bureau Property and Casualty Insurance Company. Securities and services offered through FBL Marketing Services, LLC, affiliate Farm Bureau Financial Services. Doug and Daddy Show. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's with you on this Tuesday. Tomorrow, we will have the Doug and Daddy Show right after the Overton basketball game at 11 o'clock. We'll have Dalton Jensen uh, previewing the uh, regionals for UNK Wrestling. We're going to be talking with Aaron Bly of the Kids and Dreams Foundation. Not too long until we've got Mouse Madness coming up. We'll also have another high school basketball coach uh, previewing the state high school tournament. So all that coming up tomorrow on the Doug and Daddy Show. But right now, a transition from one Tri-City school to the other. Hastings boys basketball coach Drew Danielson officially introduced this morning via the uh, press release as the new girls basketball coach at Kearney Hi, Doug Duda along with Brandon Bennett and uh, Drew. Great to have you on the show. Congratulations. How are you? You bet. I'm doing good, guys. Doing good. Excited for for the next chapter. And uh, yeah, good to talk to you today. Let's talk about the end of the Hastings boys season here because it was a true roller coaster. We talked at the beginning of the season, got off to a good start. Then it was like you guys hit a wall. Then all of a sudden against York, you put up 80 points uh, and and look really good here at the end and gave Scott a battle for a little while last night. Uh, just kind of talk about your season here with the uh, Tiger boys. Yeah, you know, really, really pleased with what we did the last couple weeks of the season. Um, you know, played played very well down the stretch, um, and and even last night too. You know, that was a that was a three quarter game until the game kind of got away from us in the fourth quarter there. But uh, very proud of how we finished. You know, it's it's been a it's been a process these last four years. Um, you know, we always had the district final in sight, and uh, these kids really battled their butts off. Um, you know, worked hard, stayed bought in, um, and and ended on a good note last night. Coach, I guess I. Got to ask the question, not to bury the lead here, but I would imagine most people are curious like myself. I've read the press release, but give us the why. You're already a yeah. head coach. You're here in the Tri-Cities, moving to a head coaching position here. Why was – or what went into the decision matrix? You know, family. Um, you know, losing dad I mean, at the end of last summer, you know, really kind of put coaching into, into perspective, um, you know, and – it's about my family. Um, I've got, you know, numerous family ties. My grandparents live in Kearney. My cousins, um, you know, took over dad's dad's portion of his business um, in Kearney there. And um, so family was, was the only decision that was to be made there. You know, I, I wanted to continue coaching. Um, I have two young, young little girls, um, you know, and, and really when we kind of sat down with it, my wife and I, um, it just kind of made made sense to flip over to the girls now, um, you know, get in get into the town that, that we wanted to be in, you know, for the next 15, 20 years or so, um, and, and really kind of make my girls a, a part of my coaching career. How big of a portion of that decision was the fact that one day, very much hopefully, you're going to be coaching your own girls? Yeah, you know, it was, it was a big part of it, um, you know, and even not just, you know, when they get to high school, even starting the youth, 
Um, you know, that's something that my, my dad, my dad did with us four boys, you know, going all the way through is, um, just coaching us and, and being present and then showing up to all those youth games. Um, and I feel like now the opportunity flipping over to girls being in the, in the Kearney community with that youth uh, program going the way it is, um, would just give me a better opportunity to be there, be there for my girls and be there for my family. Talking with Drew Danielson, the new head coach of the Kearney girls basketball team. Of course, has been the boys basketball coach at Hastings before that. Kozad, he spent some time at Elkhorn, uh, played his ball at York, was at Hastings College as a, as a player as well. Drew, obviously, there's a little bit of a cloud over the Kearney girls basketball program, not team, program right now. How much did you have to consider that when applying for this job? Yeah, you know, obviously, anytime you, you take a job, um, you need to do your, your your check on you know the school, the administration, the kids, the parents, the community, et cetera. Um, you know, but but really, I had a chance to sneak down and watch a game a couple weeks ago, um, and just kind of saw the parents interact. You know, saw the fans, saw the saw the student section, saw the girls, the coaches, and um, you know, there's just so many positive things going on right now. Um, you know, with with Carney Athletics. Um, you know, that it, it never really was, you know, an, an issue for me. And, you know, I've, I've known Ryan Hogue for the last seven, eight years, going back to Cozad, uh, Broken Bow days. Um, have a great amount of respect for him, um, you know, and um, admire what, what he is doing with the athletic program there. And um, really, it came down to trust, you know, trust in, trust in my family and, um, you know, trust in that the things are, are right there at Kearney High School. Not to make Doug give me the stank look again. <laughs> but what does a Drew Danielson coached program, to use his word, look like? Is it about up-tempo? Is it slow it down? What does a an established program, and obviously it's going to take a while to get that program put together under your guidance, but what does that look like for Drew Danielson? And I, and I want to piggyback on that question of, of Brandon Sue because, as we know, you've been coaching boys. Now you're yeah. going to be coaching girls, so kind of a two-part yep. question there. Yeah, so, you know, I've, I've got, you know, a, a really kind of a, a ton of mentors on the girls' side. You know, Matt Kern, very close friend of mine at York, Tom Taverdi at Omaha Marion, uh, Mike Herzberg, coached plenty of summers with him, former uh, Grand Island Northwest girls coach, um, Dane Bacon, um, college roommate of mine, Carney alum, um, coaching girls at Bell West. Um, you know, so I really kind of did my homework on this and, and really, um, you know, what styles can you run, you know, coaching boys compared to girls and, and really it comes down to basketball. Basketball is a simple game. Um, you know, my teams are always going to play fast. They're always going to play hard and they're always going to play with really high, um, energy. And I think that's what you're going to see, um, at, at Kearney high school. You know, I think in class a, obviously being an up-tempo um, class, you know, we're always going to play fast. We're going to shoot a bunch of threes. Um, defensively, I think, you know, the last four years, I've kind of molded uh, my personal kind of defensive philosophy here at Hastings um, that we're going to bring with us to, to Kearney. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if I answered your question, but uh, we're, we're going to play hard, we're going to play fast, and we're going to play with high energy. What's your content area that you teach? I'll be uh, PE and weights. What kind of on that you're not going to be in the building here for quite a while what's been your contact with the team and you're still going to be at Hastings to, to finish out the school year you, do you already have your plan together since you've known about this for a little while I mean what's the plan going forward here yeah yeah I've, I've we've known for for a couple of weeks here and um, I'll get down here sometime at uh, this week uh, to meet the girls kind of kind of get a, a, a spring plan a summer plan put together um, but obviously, you know, finishing my time out here at Hastings is, is important to me. Um, you know, filling my assistant athletic director roles um, and, and finishing out the school year here. But after that, um, in the process of obviously looking for a house and getting down there uh, the 1st of June so we can get summer stuff rolling. Drew Danielson with us another couple minutes here. Uh, Hastings boys wrapped up their season last night. He was officially named the new girls coach at Kearney High this morning. I'll ask a big picture question here, Drew. Carney High has only won one girls' state tournament game in 30 years. How does that change? Yeah, it's a great question. I think it's about the people. Um, 
You know, it's about the community, and I think it's about all the positive things going on right there at Kearney High School. Um, you know, it's, it's a very, very attractive place as far as, you know, building a program because a lot of the extra stuffs, you know, are, are, are taken care of. Um, you talk about, you know, playing in front of that Kearney High gym. I mean, that is one of the toughest places to play, especially when Brandon's on the hot mic, <laughs> um, you know, rolling for four quarters. It's a tough place to play. And so when you kind of put all those factors in, um, you know, and then you really get into skill development, you really get into, you know, building a program, including the youth, um, you know, and, and obviously Drake Baronic's doing a great job um, on the boys' side, you know, kind of following that same vision, um, you know, and, and, and we're going to win. You know, we're, we're going to put a, a product on the floor that's going to win, um, and it might take uh, – it might happen faster than people think. Well, Coach, I, I appreciate your kind words. My next question, so I guess other than what you've just said, what are some of those things you're looking forward to? building this program or specifically at Kearney High. Anytime you go into a new job, there's always that kind of kid on Christmas morning <laughs> idealism going into the new job. What are you looking forward to the most? Yeah, you know, I, I think taking my experiences at Cozad and then here at Hastings, you know, they, they've kind of been program building jobs. Um, and I think now at Kearney, you know, the, the foundation is there. Um, you know, it's not going to be a, a, a total rebuild. And I, I think, you know, getting in there, using my experience from my, my, my previous two stops, um, just getting in there and just having fun, creating an energy, you know, that the girls want to be a part of, um, you know, ex- expanding a little bit of the horizons in the summer, you know, get it, getting us in some different leagues, competing at the highest level, um, you know. And, and so really for me to answer the question is just creating that energy have a little bit of fun, you know, kind of moving on, um, starting a new chapter, you know, from the past couple of years and, um, you know, just, just having, having fun playing the game of basketball. Let's leave it with this then, uh, Coach uh, Drew Danielson with us. What do you know about the girls team that you're taking over personnel-wise, what you'll have to work with next year, and what will be left at Hastings for the next coach? What does, what does next year's boys team at Hastings look like? Well, you know, to start with, with my boys in Hastings, you know, I, um, we've done a really good job developing, um, you know, our youth um, and our younger classes. Our freshmen went 14-2 and two this year, um, you know, really good freshman class. We've got three uh, juniors that started for us this year coming back, so the cupboard's not empty. I mean, we got, uh, got, got kids ready to roll. The culture's established. Um, a bunch of assistant coaches will be back, um, so... The foundation's built built here in Hastings to, to take the next step. As far as Kearney, um, like I said, I, I had a chance to, to watch a couple games, and I, I made it down there for an in-person game there about a week, two weeks ago. Um, you know, point guard's pretty good. Um, and I tell you what, girls played hard. Girls played hard. They shared the basketball. Um, and when you do those two things, you know, you got a chance to win, win a lot of games. So just really excited to get in that community share my positive energy and get to work all right coach we'll let you get back to your day thanks for uh, squeezing us in here on the doug and daddy show exactly. today and always great chatting with you whether it was Cozad or hastings or now at carney high we look forward to continuing the relationship you bet guys thank you appreciate it take care drew danielson outgoing hastings boys coach incoming carney girls coach great to have him back in town and for the Loper fans out there and uh, former UNK player and assistant Ty Danielson, great to have another Danielson back on the coaching sidelines here in town. The Doug and Daddy Show uh, brought to you, and of course, Carney Gretna basketball tonight here on ESPN at 7 o'clock. Amherst Mead, 6 o'clock on the Vibe 98.9. Donovan Trumbull, Fillmore Central. And uh, Fillmore's coach is going to be in the Nebraska Coaches Association All-Star uh, coaching box uh, this summer. We talked about that yesterday. But uh, again, all that basketball coming up tonight. The Donovan Fillmore on KHAS. Doug and Daddy Show is brought to you by our friends at TNL Irrigation, where successful farmers work hard and smart. And the smart choice in pivot irrigation is TNL Tough reliable, hydraulically powered TNL pivots are safe, simple, and easier on you. Find out why TNL pivot irrigation systems are like no other by going online to TL 
T-L-I-R-R.com. That's T-L-I-R-R.com. You can even visit them at the worldwide headquarters in Hastings, where they've been for over 70 years, making life simpler, easier, and more productive for farmers across the Midwest and all of the United States. More than 70 countries worldwide. Ty Yost takes care of you at Sutton Irrigation in Sutton, or you can find your dealer at T-L-I-R-R.com. T-N-L, like no other. Play your best golf now with help from Golf Fit USA of Kearney. Our certified club fitter uses a state-of-the-art launch monitor to make sure you get the most out of every club in your bag. Golf Fit offers a wide variety of clubs, bags, shoes, gloves, hats, junior sets, and gift cards, as well as repairs, regripping, lessons from a PGA professional, and a golf simulator. Our goal is to get your equipment right for increased accuracy and performance on the course. Golf Fit USA, custom fit for the perfect hit. Next to Jersey's Kearney. Five Points Bank has been your hometown bank for over 40 years. From personal banking to mortgage, business, and more, Five Points continuously finds ways to make your banking experience easy and enjoyable. Offering the best of both worlds with kind and welcoming employees in the bank while creating a strong online presence to accommodate your busy lifestyle. Five Points Bank innovative technology adds layers of security while being easily accessible to all age groups. Better choices, better service. Five Points Bank of Grand Island, Kearney, and Hastings. At Johnson Landscape, we don't just see landscapes. We see dreamscapes. Sprinklers with precision. Plants with purpose. Outdoor living for new beginnings. For over 25 years, this has been our passion. With unmatched quality, precision, and expertise. At Johnson Landscape, every project is like our own and every customer like family. Build your dreamscape today with Johnson Landscape. Calling all superheroes. Did you know that 221 children in Kearney and Buffalo County, Nebraska this year alone entered the court system due to abuse or neglect? Nobody longs for a safe and loving family more than a child in foster care. As a CASA volunteer, you show us how superheroes are not just the ones you see on TV wearing capes. There are superheroes right here in Kearney and Buffalo County. It's true they walk among us and it could be you. Become a volunteer that works side by side with foster children as they go through the court system. These volunteers are voices for the children. As a volunteer, you will be thoroughly trained and well supported by professional staff to help you through each case. For more information on becoming a volunteer, go to CarneyBuffaloCountyCasa.com. You could keep a child safe and make a difference in their life today. Be a superhero and go to CarneyBuffaloCountyCasa.com. The year was 1979. Rocky Balboa was champ. Rocky Geyser was embarking on a real estate career. Balboa's next fight was Clubber Lane. Rocky Geyser's was 20% interest rates. Through all of his battles, inflation, recession, regulations, Rocky Geyser has always answered the bell. For 40 years, I've been in the ring with my clients sweating the details. Call Rocky Geyser of REMAX Executives today or log on to OneRocky.com. Put Rocky in your corner. Nugget Daddy's show. We've been talking a little Hastings. How about some more great sandwiches at Big Daddy's Deli? Two locations downtown and across from historic Duncan Field. Whether it's today, whether it's the weekend, whether it's the upcoming sports season for baseball, they're there for you at Big Daddy's Deli. It is so, so good. The best sandwich around. Delicious homemade soups, party trays, and they have a bazillion one deli sandwiches because the big chalkboard can only hold so many, but then you get to mix and match. What do you want? Kind of bread, kind of condiments, what kind of sides, what kind of uh, vegetables or cheeses or meats. It's so, so good. I just, again, it's the best sandwich around. Big Dally's Deli. You can uh, stop by for breakfast. They're open in, at uh, downtown at 8, 7 o'clock over at Duncan. It's so, so good. Big Dally's Deli. Whether it's just you for lunch today or the whole crew, Big Dally's Deli, two locations in Hastings. We have a million, billion, trillion, quadrillion. And something else from beyond there. Don't hurt yourself. How many is a bazillion? Don't hurt yourself. Because evidently they can do it. Oh, and, and then add one more once they get to the bazillion. Yeah. yeah. Creighton, uh, Tom Chattel was reporting this yesterday and, uh, and put it in writing again today uh, that uh, they are working with Greg McDermott for a contract extension. And it kind of made me think, do you think Greg McDermott would leave Creighton? And is that just come down to... If somebody throws enough money at you, you leave. Uh, Ohio State, and it's just, 
again, it's respect towards Greg McDermott. Anytime these jobs open, uh, all of a sudden people are talking about, well, who would be a good replacement? So somebody writes a story and says, how about these three, these six, these ten? Greg McDermott's name definitely made it on a couple of the Ohio State lists uh, after their coach was fired earlier this month. Uh, do you think McDermott would leave? Of course. Would he leave? you think he will? That's a different question. Will he implies more certainty. Would he? Absolutely. Now, if his boy was still there, probably not. Yeah. But in this case, would he? We just heard the reasons for Coach Danielson coming to Kearney was because of family. Now, Coach McDermott, obviously his son played for him. That's not the case now. Don't know what Coach McDermott's family background is. If Ohio State or somewhere else like that. Now, at that level of coaching, is family that important? To a degree, yes. But also, your contract probably says you get use of the university's jet. <laughs> so that means if mom and dad live in Los Angeles and I'm coaching in Omaha, I can take Creighton Air Force One and head to LAX or whatever that looks like. So probably not as important because at this point, he's looking for that big payout. And I'm thinking, and this is just this is just me talking, and I know it's a Big East school. And Creighton should have money in their athletic fund. You'd think. It's, it's for not, that I mean, program especially. We don't, we don't compare it to Nebraska football or, or Kansas basketball or some other things like that. But really, where is Creighton's strength? Men's basketball. Uh, baseball's down a little bit. Women's basketball is good. What else is there to really talk about? Their soccer program is obviously awesome. But what is the correct amount of money to give to Greg McDermott because I'm thinking that no matter what they give him in the contract extension, it would not meet what Ohio State would give him without even really trying. I mean, I think probably if Ohio State called him up and said, here's our offer, it would be more than what this negotiated contract would be. That's, good, that's just my gut that's feeling. That's a good point. It's my gut feeling on the whole thing. We'll see. He's got two years left on his deal, and I can understand why they're doing it. Hey, Greg, we want to keep you around. We're going to give you a raise anyway. Let's just make sure you're not entertaining these offers. We want you here. We know you want to be here, so let's just get it done. The important part about that is, is here in about another month, he's got to go recruit. So as he's sitting in living rooms, one of the questions that any recruiter is going to ask is, hey, if I sign with you, are you going to be here? Yeah, but in, in a month, in a month, he's either going to be with Creighton or he's going to be somewhere else. That's what I'm saying is they're doing this now yeah. to address that issue. So that's what uh, be interesting to follow along, see how that all plays out for uh, Coach McDermott and uh, Creighton Basketball, who's back in action coming up this weekend. Uh, this was interesting. Uh, this happened over the weekend, but kind of came to my attention yesterday. We had talked, we've got all the coaches in the high school ranks doing something different uh, from the high school scene. Sharon Zavala retired, winning as coach in Nebraska history. So then when she retired, the winningest active coach was Sue Weevil, who started the program at Fremont Bergen, Archbishop Bergen. And then Chris Connor moved up to number two. Well, Chris stepped aside, but she's not retiring. She's just taking a new job. Well, now Sue Weevil is retiring. So that makes Chris Connor the winningest active coach in Nebraska volleyball as she takes over the program at Riverside this fall. Congratulations, coach. That's awesome. You know what they all say. Just means we're old. <laughs> That's what they all say. That's what they all say, whether it's high school, college, whatever. Yeah, I broke these records. It's because I've been around a while. There's, for, but there's something to that. For well. the record, Doug Duda said that. No, they, they say that. The coaches say that every time we interview them. Yeah, well, I've been around a while. Which is the same case with a lot of things around here. Nebraska's Natalie Potts, the Big Ten Freshman of the Week, seventh time this season. And uh, Nicole Messbarger of UNK, again, the A-game Scholar-Athlete of the Year when it comes to MIAA indoor track and field. That's something that has been started not that long ago, 2022. But I think she's the third loper to receive that in a variety of different sports. Uh, so congratulations to uh, Nicole Messbarger. Kind of adding to the family name there. We'll take a break. Back with more on the Doug and Daddy Show right after this. 
Gee, I really wish we had somebody to play basketball with. Well, you do now because Whoopers and Hoopers Basketball Tournament is back in Hastings. Five-on-five action, March 15th to 17th. Men's and women's divisions with a four-game guarantee. Register now at HastingsYMCA.net slash Whoopers dash Hoopers. Deadline, March 1st. Join the Whoopers and Hoopers Basketball Bash in Hastings and win big. Brought to you in part by Gary Michaels Clothiers, located in Hastings, Kearney, and Lincoln. Today's inflation is changing the way families prioritize their day-to-day activities. At Kearney Tire and Auto Service, we are here to help you ensure your vehicle is ready to go when you need it most. Performing required routine maintenance is critical to enhance fuel efficiency and keep your engine operating at peak performance. Not sure what your vehicle needs per the manufacturer recommendations or mileage requirements? We will help you make the best decision for your driving habits and budget. We also have financing available. Go to CarneyTire.com to learn more. Helping you get the most from your vehicle at Carney Tire and Auto Service. You're watching sports on one of the many TVs and all of a sudden you get hungry. That's okay. If you're at Jersey Sports Bar and Grill in Carney, they not only have all those TVs, but they cook too. You never have to stay home and watch alone. Jersey Sports Bar and Grill in Carney has a full menu and a full bar. Jersey's offers daily lunch and dinner and drink specials. Get to Jersey Sports Bar and Grill in the Vista Point Shopping Center in North Carney, where the game and the grill are always on. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. Look at Daddy's show here on ESPN Tri Cities in the Midway Auto Dealership broadcast booth. The month of February is winding down. Don't miss out on the great deals during the President's Day sales event at Midway Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram and Midway Chevrolet Buick GMC. About a 2023 Dodge Charger. I just love seeing those buzzing around. 0% interest for 72 months. They've also got over $8,000 off on a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Limited at your Midway Auto Dealerships. Stop by and see them. South 2nd Avenue in Kearney. Go online. Thinkmidway.com and see what's on the lot. Maybe you just need an oil change, tire road. Rotation. As you can tell from the weather today and tomorrow, it's still not over. So uh, be ready, and Midway can help you take care of things. Thinkmidway.com. Midway, it's a better way. Not only do they take care of you on the sales and service side, but rolled in there yesterday because with my new ride that I got from Midway, I needed to get a front license plate bracket because the Durango that I have doesn't have one, doesn't even have a place for it. So I rolled in there and needed to get that, one. Was that one of the Missouri vehicles? Probably Kansas. Kansas vehicles. Shane informs me that, well, I know, in fact, you don't have to, if you let the county treasurer know, you can pay an extra $50 and not have a front license plate in the state of Nebraska, as long as your vehicle didn't already come equipped with the front license plate bracket. Now, he had this twinkle in his eye, so I had to confirm it with the treasurer's office, and sure enough, he he was correct. So not only do they sell you things and help you find things they also keep you from spending money because i was going to have the license plate bracket and have them install it and he's like no you really don't need to if you don't want to and in fact i didn't want to so help me out on the knowledge side too so now i don't have to have a front license plate i think that would have been cheaper than paying the 50 dollars. i don't know but it's worth it for the 50 dollars for the aesthetic hey, value florida so. dave thanks shane florida dave I think that's just another vote for communism right there. He doesn't want anybody knowing who it is. Well, it does It does screw up the Bearcat-Loper part because I had a Bearcat front license plate and a Loper back license plate. So now I've got to choose. So maybe that should be the next Doug and Daddy poll question. Well, we know which one you, <laughs> which one you should do. This is where you live now. So, But it doesn't – whatever. I mean, that that's up to you. That's your call. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would just I don't even know which color looks better with red, that green or blue. I would think blue, but I don't know. We'll find out. 
uh, Doug and Daddy show here on ESPN Tri-Cities as we uh, wrap things up. A couple more things to get to. Billy Andrews named the Big Ten Softball Player of the Week. She really tore it up at the plate. She hit 619 in five games, 13 for 21, a double, four home runs, six RBIs, eight runs scored, a slugging percentage of 1.23. Nebraska played three ranked opponents and a fourth team receiving votes for the rankings. All five of Nebraska's games were against tournament teams from last year, and Nebraska went 2-3 and three overall. In the Baseball Writers Association poll, still one Big Ten team in the top 25. It's just a new team this week, and that is Indiana. The Hoosiers are off to a 6-1 and one start. Uh, they are in at 21. Iowa used to be 21. They fall out. Uh, also coming into the poll, the Chanticleers of Coastal Carolina. UC Irvine and Campbell. The Campbell Camels are in at number 24. Throw the record books. Out the window when the Chanticleers and the Camels go at it. From a baseball standpoint, being Missouri, Northwest Missouri, was that a big deal growing up? No. I didn't think so. It was, well, on the Kind of like volleyball. I mean, you guys just don't really, you don't talk about Missouri baseball very much. My high school didn't get baseball until either the year or two after I graduated from high school. So in this case, no, it was not a big deal. We were closest to what was then Northeast, now Truman State University there in Kirksville. Knew they had a baseball program. Knew Mizzou had a baseball program. But no, there was, there was no real connection. But also, as a kid growing up in the early mid-'80s, you had those great Cardinals teams. Obviously, you had the Royals and the Cardinals in 85 and in the I-70 series. So professional baseball, absolutely. Any kind of college baseball, not at all. All right, Taco John's. It is Taco Tuesday. Bigger, better, bolder at your two locations here in Kearney. And uh, there are so many great deals throughout the week. You can download the app. You can get the Bigger, Bolder Rewards Loyalty Program right now and point you towards free food. Or on Tuesdays, enjoy as many hard shell or soft shell tacos as you would like for a special price at your Kearney Taco John's. 419 East 25th Street. That's right here on East Highway 30 or on the north side of town on West 56th Street. Taco John's love them. They're open for breakfast. They're seven days a week. Drive through, stop in and dine in, or just get a big old bag of tacos to go. Maybe you're into the quesadillas. Maybe you're into the breakfast burritos. It doesn't matter. It's all good at your Carney Taco John's. And yes, uh, Florida Dave says not communism, uh, but his not communism is a little different than what we were talking about. You're so. just. He says, I've got a Nebraska plate on my Florida vehicle. Well, yeah. Yeah. But he, uh, Florida Dave, do you have two plates? Or do you just have one? That was my point. Oh, okay. that was my point, not the not the bracket. Uh, again, last night in hoops, Elm Creek uh, rallying from eleven down to beat Paxton fifty to forty four. Douglas County West over Cozad forty six thirty one. Norfolk Catholic. Uh, shut down Sandy Creek. The Cougars got out to the first half, a good start, but lost 37-26. Same thing as we said, Ponca beat St. Cecilia 37-28. Scott beat Hastings in Coach Danielson's last game, 84-50. North Platte St. Pat's over Overton, 69-44. A couple other games of interest. O'Neill St. Mary's keeps Parkview Christian out of the State Boys Basketball Tournament, and I'm sure that's to the much of the delight of so many people wondering how they're in D2, but they were definitely... Uh, fun to compete against and maybe beat, but uh, St. Mary's going to keep them out of there, and they put 81 up on them last night, 81 to 58. We talked about the Class A overtime game. Lincoln Southeast beat Creighton Prep 40 to 38, and then Ogallala beats Conestoga 77 to 42. And again, Ogallala, a really good team. Which I'm, I'm wondering now, do you? Not a lot of people know much about Douglas County West. This is a program that doesn't go to state. Cozad just knocked off Ogallala in the district sub-districts, and then you see a 43-point difference uh, on what happened there to those two teams last night. And it was, to our discussion earlier, it wasn't a second-half collapse for Conestoga. It was a second-quarter collapse because yeah. Ogallala scored the first four points, then Conestoga came back and tied it. Ogallala scored points, Conestoga came back, and then that Randy Gillen full-court press really started to get in the minds of Conestoga. They couldn't hit even the gimme shots. Mm-hmm. And then you had a couple of players for Ogallala that really caught fire. 
And there for a while, they got it above 40 with the rolling clock. And then they backed off of that a little bit. Conestoga got it to 30, so credit them for not giving up. But then after that, it was just too much for Ogallala. And it was a, it was a much faster game last night than I had anticipated. Uh, one more time before we wrap it up, here's what's going on on this final night of district basketball. Then we've got two weeks of state. Spring sports already began on Monday. Uh, and then we have to laugh at that, too, because you had such a great day Monday. And now here we are on Tuesday, and they were playing, practicing in Scotts Bluff in the snow, their soccer team this morning uh, for a little unique photo op, I think, is basically why you would do that. And the Nebraska State Patrol posted similar photos of, you know, their places in Nebraska yesterday that pushed 80. And yeah. now, of course, there's quite a bit of places that are getting snow. How about Nebraska golf yesterday? Out, perfect. Maybe could hit some shots on the practice range today. Got to work at punching them into the wind. Welcome to Nebraska. Okay, your basketball tonight here on ESPN. Class A, Carney High, Gretna. Top 10 matchup, 7 o'clock. Over 3,000 fans. That would be cool. We'll have it for you here on ESPN Tri-Cities. Uh, also going on tonight on this Tuesday, Donovan Trumbull hosting Fillmore Central, 7 o'clock. That is on KHAS on the Vibe 98.9. Top-ranked team in C2, Amherst, taking on Meade at 6 o'clock. The other Tuesday games are going to be South Loop hosting Plainview. That's at 6 o'clock. Sutton is taking on Dundee County Stratton. That's at Southern Valley at 6.30. And finally, number one team in D2, Shelton taking on Anselmo Myrna at 7. Tomorrow we'll already have some of the state tournament girls games in the box and that includes Overton Paxton. We'll have that at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning here on ESPN and don't forget uh, News Channel Nebraska Television all of the quarterfinals from the Devaney Center. So you're doing a game tonight? Yep. And you're doing the 9 a.m. game tomorrow in Lincoln? Yep. When are you going to get your rest? See, there you go. I don't I, I'm not a communist like you. I work. I, I get it done. I don't. I don't need to. Oh, somebody else do the game for me. I'm not Popping five-hour energy drinks every three hours. Ah, it's all natural, people. Thanks so much to Janessa Bergman, head girls basketball coach at Overton. Drew Danielson, former Hastings boys, now new Carney girls basketball coach. That was your breaking news this morning. Tomorrow, more state girls basketball. We'll also talk to Aaron Bly of the Kids and Dreams Foundation and UNK Wrestling with head coach Dalton Jensen. Enjoy the basketball, folks. You've been listening to a Doug and Daddy podcast brought to you by Cunningham's Journal. Cunningham's Journal, the only bar you need to know in Carnage. Oh, darling, I feel like amazing. Don't make me do that again. Game over.